Coffee and Combo listeners, it's your host, Liz Bullard. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. For those of you who are new, Coffee and Combos is a podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and others who are really good at having great conversation. And we discuss things that are happening local to the Waterbury community, but also the things that are more global and abstract, such as this episode. So this episode, we're talking about women And the conversation was prompted by a Facebook post as we get into and explain in this episode. But I also think it's an important topic to discuss, not only for women, but for men as well, as we're seeing women in different roles and we're challenging our view on women and and what positions we see them in. So my hope for you as you go through this episode is that you take this conversation and have interesting discussions, whether it's with your girlfriends, your guy friends, about women and the roles that we take on and the decisions that we make. So once again, thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another episode of Coffee and Convos. I hope this episode finds you well, and I hope you take the time to think about three things that you need to get you through the day and add that to your cup and into your week. Take care and be well. All right, awesome. Welcome to Coffee and Combos. Thank you very much, Liz. So I am super excited. So for those of you listening, I am joined by um, Sam Wadier. We were roommates many moons ago when we went to film school. That was such a long time ago and it feels like two days. I know, I know. It's interesting to see like where life diverges and brings back and and all of that. So I'm glad we stayed like connected um, through the years. Yes, us, (laughs) me too. (laughs) And so I'll give, so I'll give a little background before I ask my coffee question. So the background for those listening, um, I wanted to have a conversation around women because it all started, I liked the post you had, Sam, about the responses women had when they said, um, when people asked them why you don't have kids. And that kind of spurred off to, well, why do women have to answer? And this kind of conversation about women. Then um, I had found a post about, women being addressed by miss, missus, or miss, um, depending on their marital status, whether single, married, or widowed, yet men are always called mister. And so our conversation was going to be about, you know, women, the attitudes that people have regarding women, and the future attitudes. And I hope we do touch on that today as well. But this week, we have a female vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris. We sure do. <laughs> and so I thought that was also very, you know, fitting with our conversation. And I'm glad that we're having it the same week um, that she was nominated because I think this is an awesome time for women. Yet we're still seeing misogynistic or bigot- 
bigatory, whatever the word, you know what the word is, bigatory, <laughs> bigatory attitudes um, towards <laughs> towards women. And so um, I'm interested to see where our conversation goes today. Um, uh, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. But first, let me start off with, are you a coffee person or a tea person? I'm going to say both, actually. Hmm. Tell me about like your perfect cup of tea and your perfect cup of coffee. Oh, per- okay. So coffee is for the morning times uh, to not be sleepy. <laughs> it's more for that than like, oh yeah, I love coffee. I'm such a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can make the coffee very sweet, mm-hmm. then I am on board. Mm. I don't know why anybody would drink black coffee. It's like eating the ground. Um, <laughs> um and then tea I like a strong black tea you steep it for like five minutes and then you put a little milk in it that's my perfect cup of tea that sounds like fantastic um right now I'm actually drinking like a nice black tea um it's just something just nice for me about tea but I also feel you about needing sugar and stuff in your coffee. I find that I find that not often people drink totally black coffee. There's a, oftentimes a sugar component because of the bitterness. Okay, so they're cheating. They're like, oh yeah, I'm a black coffee drinker, but they sweeten it a little. Yeah, you know, I like that. Kind of like a little bit of a cheat. Like you're kind of not like a purist, but a little bit because you're adding a little bit of sugar. So yeah, yeah, they're cheating a little bit, but to each his own. And- Exactly. And if I'm going to drink um, like a flavored black tea, I'll usually just drink that straight. Mm. No, no condiments at all. Makes sense. Like I am definitely like about the honey. Um, I love like what the honey adds. Green tea, though, if I'm going to drink something without a sweetener, it'd be green tea. That makes sense. I am. Um, I'm not a huge green tea fan unless it has like a fruity. Mm. Like, I like a, um. I'm completely blanking on which one I like, but as long as it, it has some kind of like berry or fruity. Mm-hmm. And I like the, you know, what? I like the versatility of tea, but the more that I, I talk to people and I talk about how they take their coffee, I'm, I'm, I think I might try and venture on the coffee side, but I think I might have to load it with sugar. So I might exactly. have to cheat a little bit. <laughs> what I have found is that if you use the, um, this is not an endorsement. This is just what I like. If you use the Coffee Mate Italian Sweet Creamer, mm-hmm. you don't have to add any additional sugar. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> have to play around with creamers. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So, again, jumping into this conversation about women, what drew you to that article about women's responses to not having children? Pretty much just that. I have always not wanted kids. And like, I've known this since I was very, very little. Like, since um, since my cousin was born when I was three, I was like, there's something about the, the physical business <laughs> of where a, a baby comes from that I don't care for. <laughs> and like, as an adult, logically, I'm like, that's where every single human being originates. <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I think it's creepy and uncomfortable. Um, I don't really know why. I've just always felt that way. 
And, you know, I think that that's fair. And I feel like sometimes we shame women when they say, like, I don't want kids. So, like, also, like, I do not want children. And I've known that for, like, a long time. Like, I don't want children. That might change I when I'm, like, later, later, later in life. Like, almost <laughs> menopausal. Like, last call. Like, do you want a kid? <laughs> But like, I know like that's just not one of my like life goals where for some people it is like, they're just like, yeah, like let's have a baby, but it's just not my life goal. I want to really focus on a career, developing myself um, and having my freedoms. And I find with children, there's a lot of sacrifice and that isn't a, a negative sacrifice but I think when you have children and in looking at some of the responses that women had, it was, you know, something would have been sacrificed for them to be as the mom they would have wanted to be. And mm -hmm. they said that it would have been a struggle. Um, but then I also get that people are like, you know, you can have it all. And it's like, that's great if that's your, your life journey. But I think there also is um, like a respect or at least a conversation that should be have had about women who are like, no, I just don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. And that that's really as simple as, as it is. It's not like, it's not even like I made a grand choice. I've just never wanted that. Like it's inherent to me that I don't want to parent anybody. Absolutely. Do you ever get um, so which one do I often hear? Oh, I hear like, oh, well, when you settle down and find a nice man, then you'll want to have a kid. Do you ever get that one? Like, what's the one you usually get when people ask you about having um, a kid? Well, my, my friends and family know better than to say something like that to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, because they get it they're And I'm, I'm lucky to live in an environment where they're like, cool, I respect your views on this. Um, but um, if anything, I get, oh, you might change your mind. Mm. And I'm like, well, sure, anybody might change their mind about anything. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm also like, I won't, though. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to mm -hmm. change my mind. Like I said a, a little while ago, it's not even, I don't even feel like I've made the choice. This is just something completely foreign to me that I've never had any interest in and and I like how you touched upon like the attitudes of those around you friends and, and family because I think that's important as we normalize this new culture um and because again I think with having a woman vice president who she has no children of her own like she's a stepmom but she has yeah, no biological children yeah I love that they call her Mamala. I think that's cute. <laughs> I love that they call her Mamala. I thought when I read that, I thought that was super awesome. Um, but even in that, I think allowing women to and, and families to redefine um, what is normal. You know, if stepmom doesn't work for you, then like define that and be Mamala. Um, but I, I think that the culture and the attitude that surrounds women needs to shift to be more accepting of the different lifestyles and views that women have. And I don't think that that's, there's always space for that, or there's always conversation for the diversity of women. I agree with you. 
And I would actually, I know this is a women-centric conversation. Oh, but listen, I, we talk, we touch upon everything. If this goes yeah. left and we're talking about apples, it is fine. <laughs> okay, cool. I like a honey crisp. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, but I was going to say that goes for like whatever gender you're talking about. Like, mm. I don't think it's helpful to get into like gender essentialist stuff and be like, oh, men are better leaders because of these qualities inherent to men and women are this because that's just what woman is. Like, mm-hmm. every, everybody's a singular person. Mm-hmm. And like, you cannot classify multiple billions of people and expect them all to have the same traits. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why um, there's been such a shift for people to be seen as individuals And oftentimes I find, um, whether it's social media, uh, mostly social media and looking at some older people and their responses, um, is this change in American society. Why do we have to change our language? Why do we have to change our ideals? Why can't we go back to how things were? And that didn't serve everyone. You know, everyone was, had to be put into a cookie cutter box and some people were miserable because it didn't suit them. Exactly. And like, like I said earlier, I'm very lucky, personally, that I grew up in an environment that was like, as long as you're a, like a kind, conscientious person, you can make whatever choices you want. Mm. You can, you can like whatever hobbies you want, you can dress however you want, you can choose a career, you can have kids, not have kids. And um, it it bums me out that not everybody gets that. Absolutely. And I think that with COVID and everything and seeing the responses from people, because people are very open and vulnerable on social media, that to me has been the most disheartening because there are some things that I thought we were past or that were just common knowledge that, you know, everyone has a right to live and be who they choose to be as long as they're being respectful and not harming others. But it doesn't seem that we are as far there as for me that I thought. Oh, absolutely. And um, that that's not just a gender thing. Like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a race thing. That's mm-hmm. a, um, and hopefully we're getting a lot of, assumptions out in the open so that we can examine them and um do better (laughs) absolutely and I like how you said about getting assumptions out um in the open because there's just things as we go and we learn we develop just like for instance how we used to refer to Native Americans as Indians as we grow we're like hey like that's an insensitive term you know, and so like, let's change. And sometimes I find that when there's that resistance of, hey, how we used to think um, was not acceptable, there's an issue. That makes sense. Or like, um, when people are like, oh, why do we have to change our wording now? It was fine this whole time. The yes. point is that it wasn't fine the whole time. It was hurtful the whole time. And we just ignored that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, side note, I just got into like a discussion with someone 
um, they had posted a picture, um, that very iconic picture, when the, the soldiers were returning um, from the war and the, the soldier or the sailor grabs the woman from the street and he gives her a kiss. Do you know that photo? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so photo's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Someone had commented it, it, on it and I was a little taken back by it. And the comment that kind of took me by surprise was um, someone had said, well, good thing that that happened at that time or else uh, the sailor would have been charged with sexual harassment um, (laughs) or assault for grabbing a total stranger. Wish we could have lived in those times. Well, that's a weird thing to say. Thank you. (laughs) I wish people could get away with sexual harassment. (laughs) And so I try to make the point like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go back to when a woman could not speak up her mind and say like, hey, like, let's slow this down. And so the conversation went on to, well, she didn't mind. She thought it was her honor, her patriotic duty to uh, to um, show her support that they had won and all of that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Can we unpack that? Because I'm honestly struggling. Um, it was a fairly recent conversation and I'm just like, well, maybe I'm like, maybe it's me. So let's unpack it. You first. Okay. Well, if that lady really didn't mind, then okay, no harm done. That doesn't mean it's a good way to go about your life. Just grabbing people and kissing them. You can't be doing that. Um, just my thought. I mean, just my yeah. thought. Um, like just because that particular woman didn't mind, it doesn't mean I wouldn't mind. I would mind very much. That would ruin my day. <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, just yeah. like possibly more than one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> there, I don't think this is exactly what that person you're speaking to meant, but there is an undertone of it's your patriotic duty to let soldiers grab you. No, it isn't. But unfortunately, even in, and so for me, what I needed to correct that because those attitudes, I feel that in looking at current society, I hope we take a no-nonsense attitude to some things and not just um, issues regarding gender, but on just all things that are just not appropriate. And I feel like we've kind of allowed some thinking or some things to be debatable that aren't. And even though something might have been acceptable back then to say, like, let's go back to when this one incident was allowed. um, I don't think that's fair to the diversity of women and to how far women have come um, is my struggle. I would agree. Um, It's like what we were talking about before where like every woman is an individual mm-hmm. like being a woman is just one of her traits that doesn't define everything she does and I, I, I think we're still we have trouble um when we're talking about gender I don't know just like it seems like more than, well, I can't really speak to this on a, on a 
race-based level because society defaults to white people stuff and that's what I am but in terms of gender like when people it seems like gender is a trait that people have a really difficult time um describing themselves beyond mm. I that's not exactly how I would have wanted to word that but I like how you said that because I often think that um, when we when typically typically when we refer to men, they can do anything, right? They can be the explorers. Like we're taught this even in school, right? They are the explorers. They are the ones who founded the country. They are the ones that went to the wars. They are the ones that helped to define what is America or what is society today. But with women, it's always this undertone of they were home, they took care of the kids and they did one or two little things. And then there was the women's suffrage and then they wanted rights and they got it and kind of so on. Where men get to have this identity outside of being a dad, this identity outside of being a provider. Like they get to have an identity outside of that. Where women- That's exactly what I was talking about. Thank you. (laughs) No worries. And like women, and I'm interested, I'm really interested to see what happens with this election because- For many reasons. Yes, for many reasons. But I think that there, at some point, there's going to be this question of, can she do it all? Can she be mom or why shouldn't, why didn't she have kids, you know, or what if she gets pregnant or this conversation Like, there's always this criticalness that we use when we talk about um, women that we don't use with men, even down to their appearance. Yeah. Or this is um, um, not as like high stakes as politics, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've always, always loved it Mm -hmm. since I was little. Um. And, um, like, this was back in the days when, like, well, this would have been the late 90s. So the original trilogy had been out for a long time. And basically, the only major female character in those movies was Leia. Mm. Now she's General Organa. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Um and there was Mon Mothma, but she only shows up for a couple scenes. Um, and, but, and as much as I love Princess Leia, General Organa, my favorite character was Yoda. Mm. And, and I love Obi-Wan. And I think people assume, like, if you're a girl, that you automatically relate most to mm. the female characters. And I love her, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I think she's awesome, but like I, <laughs> I always go for like the little old, um, like wise, silly character. Mm-hmm. So like I love Yoda. I love Merlin. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love like Merlin characters from like Sorcerer in the Stone and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I like the, like the funny, um, comic relief best friend mm-hmm. who is we're getting better at um letting women characters like do more stuff but that's usually a boy or a man and like just because they're not a woman doesn't mean that I don't relate to them and then um 
I, I prefer to ignore the Star Wars prequels because they're not very good. So if we skip ahead to um, the, the newest trilogy with Rey as the protagonist and mm-hmm. Rose is there. And have you seen them? I saw bits and pieces of the one, the newer one. I'm terrible with Star Wars. It was too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. And they keep making more. I know. I might, like I have to like get caught up. It's okay. If it's not your thing, that's fine. But um <laughs> thank you for that as a fellow woman, but that not <laughs> criticalness. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I just don't care about Marvel. Like I've seen a, a few of them and they're fine and I like the Thors, but I just don't care and that's all right. So Marvel's my jam. Like so that's my jam. So oh, it's- okay. <laughs> So we're we're good. I won't judge you. You won't judge me. We're good. (laughs) So going back to um, the new trilogy, I was reading a bunch of comments and somebody was like, it was a a woman audience fan, audience fan, audience member, Star Wars fan. Um, And she was saying, she was tweeting at Ryan Johnson, who directed the controversial Last Jedi. And I don't understand why it's controversial. It's very good. Mm-hmm. But, um, and Yoda's in it. So that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying, I really want to thank you for writing, for expanding the role of Rey and including the character of Rose and um, making sure you know, Leia, who is played by an older woman, still has a part in this film. Um, Because growing up, I never felt like Star Wars was for me. Mm. And I love that. And I'm happy for her. But it's interesting to me because I always felt like Star Wars was exactly for me. Like, it's one of the things I love the most in the world. And... Do you think uh, that comes from gr- growing up in a household where they didn't put, um, f- for lack of a better word, like um, they didn't like draw out like expectations like, well, you can only like this because you're a girl. You know what I mean? Like they let you be who you wanted to be. I think so. Because um, we're we're a mixed gender bunch of siblings. I have an older sister and an older brother. Mm-hmm. And we were always just free to engage with what we wished. So I think growing up in that environment, I was able to develop my interests and my sense of self beyond gender related things. Mm. And I think that, you know, and I also want to touch on how you talked about older women, but before we kind of explore that, um, I, I think that's so important. I think, and I think that when we have these double standards with um, girl children and boy children, it's such a detriment. And I know sometimes like people joke about it, like, you know, well, like my son can date when he's young, but my daughter can't until she's 32. But Ugh. I think that like that, even joking, it just sets up a tone that she's different. And I really appreciated having an older brother. And I was glad my older brother grew up with like my mom and my grandmother. So he saw like strong women. So he never put like those expectations on me. And he Mm -hmm. always tried to have me to be independent. 
And like, I didn't get it as a kid. And I don't even think he realized, like, I don't think there was like a method to his madness, (laughs) but, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I vividly remember like my strongest memory is like him teaching me how to change a tire. And like, I'm like, it's heavy. He's like, nope, you can do it. Like he didn't, (laughs) you know, like, oh, like you're a girl, I'll do it for you. Like, no, like it was this expectation that you can take care of yourself. If I can change that tire, you can change that tire. And I think there needs to be more of that in this world, this expectation of, and like, yes, I get the whole thing. Men and women are different and yada, yada, yada. I don't think they're as different as we say they are. Mm. Tell me more. Um, I would say that any gender differences are not particularly inherent. Mm. Uh, they are the product of culture mm. and the expectations that we put on people. I like that because oftentimes we might, you know, think that something is, again, or stereotypes or biases, they're often how we are raised, whether it's cultural, whether it's societal. And so I'm going to challenge that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But also exploring what you said in regards to Star Wars, adding the older woman, I think that's also a thing. Like if you look at politics, there are a lot of older men. They're so old. They're all. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no one questions. No one questions. Like, they joke, like, oh, Joe's old and he's senile, Trump old, da 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 da. But mm-hmm. no one really criticizes their ability to do the job like they do a woman when she is of a particular age or a woman well- in general. Or she's too young because oh, you've got like, what is this millennial Alexandria doing in yeah. Congress? And I'm like, she got elected. That's what she's doing in Congress. But even like with that, like, and again, people attack men and women, but the way in which they do women is very much different. Like some of the attacks I've seen against her were about her physical appearance, whether mm-hmm. her teeth, um, her IQ, whether she was smart enough. She needs to go back to being a bartender, a job she's capable of doing. The w- language we use when we talk to women is just very different than when we accuse a man. We never say a man is too fat to do his job. Right. <laughs> nobody, well, not nobody, but most people have trouble letting a woman be an entire person. Mm. I like that. <laughs> entire person. Tell me more. Um, well, I'm just going to talk about myself because that's what I have the the best insight into Mm -hmm. is, you know, a lot of the times you hear the phrase as a woman, Mm. um, and everybody's entitled to their own, um, relationship to their gender and everybody's Mm -hmm. entitled to their own opinions. But I very rarely think the thought as a woman, I feel blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. unless it's as a woman, stop taking my rights away or stop treating me as a lesser person. Like if I'm just going about my life, I'm not like as a woman, I need to dress fancier to be taken seriously for mm-hmm. this day. Or I need to take care of all the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um can you remind me of your original question? <laughs> you said, no, I like that too. But um, you were talking about. Um, oh, being a whole person. Mm-hmm. 
And I think when we say as a man, as this, as that, um, we're get, and again, everybody's entitled to their own relationship with their gender, but I think we give it too much importance. Mm. Particularly with women. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you think we fix that? Um, (laughs) You might not have an answer to that at all. Um, Because I don't think I know. I mean, I think conversation is one way. Like just making people aware that how they're speaking or how they're doing puts people in a box but anything how we make this better um I think it probably starts with the assumptions we make about our kids while we're raising them Mm. um and I I also think we have to look at ourselves and think am I making an assumption about myself because of my gender oh I like that um, because we can be putting barriers on ourselves, And again, those barriers could be put on based on how you were raised in the roles that we think that we should be in society, culturally, um, what we see on TV. But I think that's important if we, we want growth is to challenge, you know, am I behaving this way because of a box I'm putting myself in? Yeah. Thank you for summarizing. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Before I forget, I just want to circle back to women in Star Wars for a second. Absolutely. We should absolutely be writing interesting female characters and putting them in things. Mm. Um, For me, I don't necessarily need that to be like, oh, this is a person I can relate to. But for some people, they do need that. Mm. So my argument for... (laughs) including half of the population in entertainment media is because there's no good reason not to do that. They're half of the people on the earth. Just put them in things, let them do stuff. Absolutely. Because like in Marvel, like when Scarlett Johansson um, played Black Widow, I remember like my first thought was, like when she had like came out and revealed herself, I'm like, well, I'm glad like they put clothes on her. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm so sick of seeing like women in film, um, but only included when there's a sex scene or only included when they have minimal clothes. And I like that she not only was present, but she got to have um, an action role and she, she got to, to dominate. And that's often not seen enough. Mm-hmm. And I think people are like, include strong women characters. Sure, by all means, do that. So you have like good role models for the people who are watching stuff. But um, what's more important to me is make interesting female characters, mm-hmm. make dynamic female characters. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be strong, they just need to be an entire person. Absolutely. Because Sometimes I think we also uh, equate softness when it's in women to weakness. Mm-hmm. And and that's not fair either. And I and that's not to say that you can't be a strong woman who has a softness to them. Mm-hmm. Um, women are multifaceted and there's many dimensions. Yeah. And it's 
really that we even have to say that right like it's like being like a human being is multifaceted right I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but you know and I think when we challenge these ideals uh, and we see more of it being normalized I think that's a way to to create change um because again we we still see women attacked in leadership just for speaking out and I think that is one thing that as a society, I hope that we take a, a no-nonsense attitude to, you know, the I same way a man can speak up and have his opinion, um, allow women to do that. Because I find when women are contrary to what is popular or trying to be progressive, they are automatically discredited because they are stupid, dumb, ugly, or, or something else that a man would not be criticized. It's like not about the facts, but it's about her being a, a woman or like a person, like it's a direct attack on her, if that makes sense. Right. And like, there are certainly male politicians that I think are dumb and stupid, but <laughs> for the most part, I'm gonna um, engage with the thing that they are saying. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And and I think that also, because again, so much in society, like a woman can't just be like, well, like your point of view is dumb. You're going to be like, well, why? And like, you have to come with like this litany of facts and to support your idea um, that often, again, I'll just say like Trump, right? Like he'll say whatever he wants to say and it's taken as, as fact, mm-hmm. what, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent. Yeah. And it's the news's job to fact check. <laughs> a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. At least a little bit. <laughs> But that's often not done to the degree that um, you would with someone else. And, and that is the, the part in society that I'm seeing that I was naive to because I'm like, oh, like we, we know that women are strong. We know that women are people. We know women deserve X, Y, and Z the same as their male counterparts. But I'm seeing that we still have a lot of people that don't feel that way. And I, I was not privy to that. I'm like, oh, it's just a small percent, maybe 2%. Yeah. Well, I also think the loudest people in the room are, and by the room, I mean like social media, mm-hmm. <laughs> the loudest people in the room are not always the majority of the people in the room. They just mm. get attention. So I do, it. the people with resistance to you know, women out there being whole people in the world is larger than I thought, but I don't think it's as as big as it might seem. I like that. That provides me with hope. I'm going <laughs> to take that along with me and add that to my cup. <laughs> so thank you so much. I think that this was really great to talk about women, um, especially again, celebrating what, you know, again, whatever you're listening, whatever your party affiliation, I think it's great that we're at this moment in history where we get to see a a vice president who is a woman on the ticket. And I think that just shows how far we have come as a society. And I hope to see more of that. Well, we did have Sarah Palin. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I forgot all about her. See, that's my bias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forgot all about her. We're, I wonder what she's doing. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that as like 
somebody who votes Democrat against a Republican candidate. I'm just like saying that as a person who would expect public figures, political figures to be capable of the job that they're doing. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, that is a nonpartisan thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny though how that like it gets really political though. It's, it's just like just just do your job. I just want you to do your job, right? Keep us safe. Make sure we have you know equal rights. Yeah, and or, like whoever the president is, I just want them to do a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bite my nose despite my face. Mm-hmm. Like if a, a president I doesn't like signs good legislation, I'm not gonna be like, well, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad this has happened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to all the men that are listening, uh, this is not a man bash episode. This is more of a challenge yourself and how you interact with the women in your lives. Um, encourage them because oftentimes there's a lot of noise around them that says they are not able to, or they're not capable that they have to fight so much harder and stronger to be heard and to be respected. Um, so that's not saying to be that big, strong man and try and take down every barrier, but just, you know, remind her how strong she is. Yeah. Sam, any last words, anything else you want to tell the viewers before we get into our last segment? I, yes, circling all the way back to the beginning mm-hmm. about not wanting to have children. Mm. Um, people say, oh, that's a selfish, selfish decision. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I don't understand why you would say that. <laughs> mm. And then because like, it's not taking away anything from anybody. So I don't under, that's a weird argument to make, I think. Um. Do you think people say it's selfish because women are stereotypically thought to take care of others and put their others' needs first and we need to procreate to have a population or something along those lines? I do. And what the other thing I was going to add is that if it is a selfish decision, that's okay. Mm. Because other than just me being like, I don't have any interest in that without having to delve into it. It's just kind of an inherent thing. Mm-hmm. When I do think about it, I'm like, I'm really not interested in sacrificing my free time. Mm-hmm. I'm really not interested in um, being a- accountable for mm-hmm. other human beings' direct care. Mm-hmm. I like to be alone. Mm-hmm. I like to do as I please mm-hmm. every day. Like if it is a self-centered decision, just it's okay to own that. Mm-hmm. So, And I want to thank you for saying that because sometimes like I honestly have those same thoughts. Like I enjoy my space and I don't want to accommodate another little human as harsh as that might sound to the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to normalize those conversations because, you know, for the women who are listening, you are not alone out there if you're saying, I don't want kids because I just want to be concerned with me. And, yeah. and that's okay. And like you said, if that's selfish, it's okay for you to be selfish. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. And so, I would say you're encouraged to put yourself first. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I thank you for putting that out there. And while we're back on that, some things I wish people would stop saying to women is, you know, 
um, when they say they don't want children is, you know, well, what if you regret that? You know, I, I don't think that's a fair thing to put on someone when they say they don't want children. Like you said, that is their choice and they shouldn't be shamed about their choice. Exactly. And you can regret literally any choice you make. Mm-hmm. It, it's not unique to parenting or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think also just assuming that because you are a woman that you can have a child, you know, not every woman is able to have a child. And so I think just coming off and saying, well, when are you going to have a kid can be a little um, insulting and hurtful to the woman. Oh, I hate the assumption that you're just going to do it. Yeah. Like if you're completely in good faith, like, oh, do you want kids one day? I don't have a problem with that. Yes. (laughs) Right. Like that's like an appropriate question. Like it gives you free room to make whatever choice and decision and answer that how you feel is is comfortable. And I... I fully agree with you. We spoke about this on the Facebook thread um, that prompted this whole thing Mm -hmm. that you're not obligated to answer. Mm -hmm. I like to answer just so because a, I completely don't mind talking about it. And Mm -hmm. I want to normalize the not having kids. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't, I'm cool just answering questions, but the assumption that you're going to do it or that it's weird if you don't do it are the things that bother me. 100% because again, it can be a lonely feeling thinking that you are the only one out there who doesn't want to have children. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's not fair to make anyone feel like that. There are people out there who don't want children and they're quite comfortable with that. And I loved seeing that there were celebrities that were quite influential and powerful just saying that, yeah, they were deciding not to have kids. Yeah. And and I liked seeing their um, responses. Um, You know what was interesting? Mm -hmm. And and I'm not picking on Jennifer Aniston. I just thought her response was interesting. And I'm throwing it up to to kind of give the listeners a couple. So go ahead. Um. She, I don't have it in front of me, but she said something to the effect of, you know, I don't have physical children, but I've parented other things. I've parented projects. So here's, you want me to read the exact quote? Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Okay. So Jennifer Aniston, she goes, "Um, you may not have a child come out of your vagina, but that doesn't mean you aren't, uh, aren't mothering dogs, friends, friends, children. There's all sorts of reasons why children aren't in people's lives and no one has the right to assume it's rude, insulting, and ignorant. I am on board with all of that. But I do, <laughs> and again, I'm not picking on her. She gets to respond however she wants to respond. But I do think it's interesting that sometimes we have an instinct to be like, well, I didn't have kids, but I did parent kind of by proxy. I did parent... I did mother this other thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, and I, I really want to emphasize that I'm not picking on her response. I just, uh, you don't have to parent anything. You don't have to parent children. You don't have to parent other people's children. You don't have to parent a plant. Uh, a, yeah, you don't have to have pets. You don't have to be like, this project is my baby. You can be like, this project is important to me. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And I think that kind of goes back to what we've touched on about normalizing that women are different. And there are some that just don't want to to, to parent and that doesn't make them um, any less of a woman or any less of a, a person. That is a choice that they made. Exactly. Because there are as many, every single individual how many people are there in the population? Like seven point something billion? Sure. I have no idea. We'll go with it. <laughs> Every single one of those people gets to live in their gender mm-hmm. according to them. Mm-hmm. And I think we run into trouble when we try to like um, form these strict boxes. I don't feel like that's helpful for anybody. No, I, I don't either. Um Here's another one. This was Sarah Silverman. She says, I want to have kids when there's nothing else I want more and I can make them my world. I like that too. Right? Yeah, that's not how I feel, but because <laughs> um, we were talking about that have it all thing. Mm-hmm. I, that seems like so much work. <laughs> right? And, and even like... As we touched upon regret, mm-hmm. um, it, it takes the, re- the 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 regret part out. It's like when there's a time that you want this more than anything, then do it. But don't pursue it when it's not your timeline or something that you desire. Exactly. And that honestly, I feel like that goes for anything. <laughs> it, it does. 100%. Whether that's a marriage Um, because again, that's another part that we could definitely go down that rabbit hole of, you know, being married at a certain age or being Mm -hmm. married and having this type of marriage. Um, it's, it's life is up to you to define. Exactly. Um, and I, I think you did too. I recently turned 30. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. And it's so funny. All these people who are like, Oh, it's your second 29th, huh? <laughs> I'm like, you're the one making it weird. I don't have a problem with it. So, yes. So, when I turned 30, it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. And I was mostly scared or apprehensive because of things I had seen from other people. Like, your life is going to be over type of mentality. Like, you didn't reach your goals or, or whatever. Yeah. And, I'm like, and it's like, you turn 30 and it's like, oh, life still it's goes on. It's 29. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, it's such a weird, arbitrary number because I still feel very young. <laughs> Exactly. And again, as we talked about um, older women and and Star Wars and seeing older women, I think sometimes there's an expiration date that we put on women. And I think it's mostly because, and this is just my opinion, I think our expiration date uh, as to what we can be is often tied to our ability to have children. Mm -hmm. Or for people to find you attractive, which is a different way. Mm -hmm. Like a man can be ugly as dirt. But successful. But a woman who is successful has to also be pretty, or else we will remind her she is ugly. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think I really like the the movement towards everybody's beautiful, everybody yeah. is beautiful. I yeah. Um, but I also think we should be like being average looking or ugly is also fine. Mm-hmm. 
and, like, and that's, not, mm-hmm, go ahead. that's not your only source of value, even if you consider that a value. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that it's exactly right. And I think a lot of it has to do with value. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see where we go as a society. That can go into a whole conversation about capitalism. And- oh my God, listen, I got to have you back. So like the last <laughs> quote um, that I will read is from Oprah. And she said, if I had kids, my kids would hate me because something in my life would have had to suffer and it would have probably been them. And I think it's okay for a woman to say like, hey, like I would have put my career before my kids. Like that's okay. Often we say like, how can you be a mom and not put your kids first? Yeah, exactly. As long as somebody's parenting them. You know, like (laughs) they got food, they lived, they're all right. (laughs) If you have some kind of relationship with them, you're good. You know, but I, I think that to acknowledge and not just, again, have children because you're expected to do it, but really looking at, you know, yeah. is that my life goal? Is that my life goal for right now? Because as we, we touched upon, that can change. And just because you don't want kids today, um, people should not shame you that tomorrow, a week from now, a year from now that you want children. I mean, you have a right to change your mind based mm-hmm. on how you feel, your life experience, whatever. Absolutely. And you have a right not to change your mind. Mm. Let's normalize that, not changing your mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And last thing, last thought I have is we need to normalize not having men have to validate what a woman says or things or like mansplain. Like a woman can just say something and that's it. Like she does not have to defend her opinion. Like Mm -hmm. she doesn't need you to co-sign it. Like her thought is her individual thought and that is okay. I agree. (laughs) I 100% agree because she's just a person like you. Absolutely. And on that note, like Sam, I definitely have to have you come back and talk (laughs) about politics. Um, This was really great. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I was so excited that you asked me to come talk to you because I I literally daydream about being invited on podcasts. Yay! I was like, how do I how do I do this without doing all the work that a famous person has done to become famous and be invited on podcasts? <laughs> and it's just have a conversation with your friend on Facebook. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, because I honestly think that conversations help us grow. You know, again, you, for those listening, you might not have even thought that saying to someone when you having kids is offensive and maybe you do not offend that person, but maybe you kind of killed them on the inside a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you just annoyed them. Mm, Absolutely. So it's just about growth. And I think that we're in, in a shift in society where we're trying to grow and get to the next level and just allow for each voice to be heard. Um, individually and collectively because I think when we allow each other to shine as individuals that help us helps us all as a community so um again take what parts of the conversation that you liked and if you didn't agree well we don't need you to co-sign either (laughs) (laughs) and on that note Sam um what are any last words you want to say and what are three things you're putting in your cup putting in my cup Mm-hmm. And so while you think about that, I'll go first to give you some time. Um, so the three things that I am putting in my cup to get me through my day and my week 
Um, I had a really good cup of tea while we were talking. I'm definitely going to make me some more tea. I feel like that's needed. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm still doing my quote unquote morning coffee. Oh. I <laughs> <laughs> <at> noon. <laughs> coffee for you, tea for me. Um, but I'll, I'll have a, a good cup of tea later in the day because it's cold today. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm also going to put expansion um, because I like how you talked about the barriers we put on ourselves as women and whether that's thinking that you're not strong enough or not this enough or over this or under this. Um, So I want to expand my thoughts on on gender, society, race, all of that. Just expand that um, to be more inclusive of the variety that's in the world. Um, And I think... Like, I really want something fried or greasy today. Like, I need something like that to get me through my day. Something fried or greasy. That sounds really good. So, so tea, fried and greasy and expansion are, are in my cup to help me through today and this week. What about you, Sam? I know you said coffee. Auntie. Yeah, auntie. So that was kind of a given. So I'm going to pick three different things. All right. I am going to watch a movie. Mm-hmm which is something I love. Liz and I both went to film school. So, you know, we're movie people. Yes, ma'am. Which I love, but often forget to do. Mm. (laughs) And like, um, as a present to myself for my 30th birthday, because my birthday's in June and June has 30 days. So I was like, every day I'm going to watch one of my favorite movies. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And I was like, I love watching movies. Why don't I ever do this? Mm. Um. So I'm going to watch a movie. I am going to, I might have to take a little nap, even though I just got up because I don't feel especially well today. Listen, naps are life. Like that, always add naps to your cup if you can. Yep. Um, and It's very sleep themed, so I'm going to make sure I get to bed at a reasonable time. Mm. So like that, it seems like your cup is full of self-care. I like it. Mm-hmm. So Sam, thank you so much. Again, it, w- it was great having you. Um, you've got to come back and talk more politics, especially <laughs> as we get closer and closer. Um, I would love your, your thoughts on both candidates and what you would think about if there was a third candidate. Um, so maybe we'll have you come back and share your thoughts on that. <laughs> I'll have to start like practicing now because I get a lot of them. <laughs> write everything down. <laughs> All right, Sam, take care and be safe out there. Thank you so much for having me, Liz. I had a really good time. Good. Bye. Bye.